Thank you for listening. A list of content warnings can be found in the episode description. Take care. Enjoy the show. Planescape Torment. The unofficial audio series. A narrative let's play adapted and produced by Revoke GM. Combining in-game audio with additional voice acting through dialogue and descriptions to improve your listening experience. Rediscover the amazing story of the 1999 cult classic isometric video game. Planescape Torment. Like you've never heard before. Hello, Benjamin Chandler here from Revoker GM. We have something a little bit different in store for this episode. I, along with several of the other actors involved with the show, recorded a one-shot set in a parallel timeline or glitch in the events of the main story. This is a bit of fun to share while we prepare, adapt, and record Act 2 of Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series. So, go for a walk, do some chores, and enjoy Part 1 of a Planescape one-shot adventure. What if... Okay, all right. Um, yeah, uh, should we do an intro? Where should, where, should, where should I consider the start? Okay, I think what I'll do is I'll talk about it first and then I'll go around the table. Yes. So, yeah, I was, um, I was thinking about this story quite a while ago and I wanted to find something which uh, allowed us, who are all relatively new to D&D, some of us have never played before, I wanted to find something that could kind of cultivate and garner creativity more than mechanics and so i landed on a story and and as i was saying to you Lindsay, earlier that story kind of seemed to kind of manifest in the way i was preparing it because i was finding it so difficult to prepare <laughs> and i was like how how do you do this how do you how do you kind of like nail things down and i think that's the point is that you can't this is an inherently unknowable system um, it is full of so many variables and so many things that can kind of change what happens. So, um, millennia ago, m- more than millennia, an, an unknowable amount of time ago, at the beginning of all things in the multiverse, there was a god, a god of order, uh, a god of pure order called Primus. Primus only knew order. Everything had to be in its right place. The planes had to be aligned to their moral trajectory. But what that meant is that there was a place in the planes where order could not exist because there had to be somewhere that opposed order. And that confused Primus. How do you have not order? That cannot exist. But there was this place that embodied chaos pure power, pure creation. So Primus wanted to change that, wanted to impose order upon chaos and sent a stone, sent a kind of beacon of order, a kind of locus of structure to this plane of chaos, limbo. And when that structure, that beacon of order arrived, chaos flocked to it. Chaos consumed it. It didn't impose order, but what it did is it gave purpose to chaos. And that purpose in chaos is creation. That is what creativity is. It's chaos 
with purpose. So here we are, five people, five friends, five actors, five people who have all been working on Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series for the last year. Thank you very much. Mm. Um, yeah, this, this, the purpose of today is not to give a flawless actual play where, you know, the five of us display how good we are at doing D and D because that one, uh, that one. <laughs> um, it's just to have fun and play a game and to kind of celebrate the, uh, celebrate this. Um, I am Ben. I am Ben Chandler. I, 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 I voice a lot of the things in, in the Planescape Torment, the, the unofficial audio series. I have four of my greatest storyteller friends around me. And I would like to go around the table and ask you to introduce yourself. You are... I am Miss Lee Rose. Uh, yes, that is that is me. And <laughs> this is my first time doing any kind of roleplay adventure. Uh, and I'm very excited. Do you want me to introduce my character or that just... We'll do that later. Okay, yeah. that's me then. Yeah. <laughs> what voices have you done in the podcast? Ooh. That's a really good question. Well, Thank you, Alice. Your first one... <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> your first one was Ingress. It was. That was the first one I did. Yeah. I've done quite a few now, haven't I? Yeah, you've done quite a number. Uh, varied. Uh, there was the Rat Lady. The Rat Lady, Ratbone. <laughs> Ratbone, yeah. Ratbone. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and the, my favourite was the big monster, but had the voice of a little yeah, girl. Pox. <laughs> yeah, Pox. That I was like my favourite. <laughs> mm. Pox is very fun. We will see Pox again in the story mm. <laughs> eventually. <Ooh. laughs> um, if you would like to introduce yourself. Yeah, I am Alice, um, and I have done some role playing games before. But I also do not wish to um, make myself into an expert by any means. That's it. All um, questions go to Alice. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. rules. <laughs> no worries, guys. I got this. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to be here. I have voiced a couple of characters. Uh, one was Anya, the uh, mystical spider lady, who I really enjoyed. Um, and the other one is Mebeth. Mebeth. He's a bit of a legend, really bit of a legend really yeah. <laughs> just a bit yeah. yeah 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 very good um and hello yes i'm stephen graney i have um oh, you went full name i went full name <laughs> yes, official ben, yeah. benjamin chandler <laughs> mystery rose spotlight uh, any inquiries? Send um, uh, I've I've have done a, a handful of of voices in uh, Planescape Torment, including uh, Morns for Trees, who may or may not make an appearance this afternoon. Um, and um, plus uh, a fiend. Was it Tagarin? Tagarin. Yeah. And, and a few background grunts and things. Oh, there was the other chap. Giscor. Um, yes. Yeah, the washcloth man. Yes. Yeah, he was fun. Yeah. Um, and I have had one previous experience of a, a one-off D&D session, and that's about the extent of my knowledge. So I'm uh, nervous it's and excited about <laughs> <laughs> what's to come. Mm. You and me both. <laughs> you got this, Ben. <laughs> sure. Sure. I'm Lindsay. Lindsay Hubner. Um, yeah, I have voiced a few in Planescape unofficial audio series. Dianara being the first one. Mm -hmm. A couple since Amaris. Um, who else? Loads. Uh, Fleece. Fleece. The, the, the blithering old pickpocket man. Yeah. And Rhonda, the, um, oh, yeah. the tragic, well, not tragic, the, the, in a tragic moment. Mm -hmm. um, 
Thankfully, thankfully she does not. Yeah. And tragically. Yeah. So yeah, some mm. some dark stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Dianara. Dianara was the first uh, the first character that was not. That was that was that was that was the first having someone else in it, and that was really cool. That was first the first time you. we got to do some like live stuff here with other people. That was a very good moment. Mm-hmm. Um, great. great. I think we just we just begin, don't we? Yes. I have no notes in front of me, so I don't know why I'm looking at the table. We've got some lovely things in front of us. Though. We do. Mm. Yeah, look in front of you. You all have. Uh, surprise, surprise, you all have a lovely set of dice, which is all for you. I love it. Congratulations, you're now the proud owners of either your first or more dice. <laughs> they are very beautiful colours. We're going to start. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, Alice. Yes. Denisha. Denisha. Mm. It's night time. It's dark. The castle is... It's your home. It's comfortable, but there's something restless about it. There's a tension. You've been holding on to this note now for weeks. There's a feeling that you just can't shake. There's a feeling that you've been holding back for a very long time. Do you feel like you want to move ahead with that feeling? I think I have to. I think you do. I have to, because I need to know. You need to know. What's going on. You have the note. You know where the stuff is. Mm-hmm. The castle's quiet. It's not scary. There are guards, but they're your guards. They've not been given any special orders. They're just chill. It's a night, whatever. You could go. You could do it. Do you know where your bags are? Yeah, um, they're in my bedroom. They're in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. How long would it take to pack? Twenty minutes. You do it. You gather your stuff. What do you look for? You've got your. You don't have that one thing, but what do you have? You find your staff. You find your clothes. You find the kit bag of things that would make you want to leave and run mm-hmm. and go. You you know this. She did this. She she left you something too. That's important. You take it. It's warm. It's comfortable. It's fun. You've used this before. The memories of this robe bring you joy and playfulness. But you need to get past the guards. There's a few. They're sleeping. They're walking down corridors. It's not a long run. Where do you want to go? Um... Well, I'm going to just head out the main gate, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, so you're going to not worry about stealth. You're going to walk past Larry, one of your favorite guards, says, Ah, Denisha, um, what are you doing up so late? Oh, hey, Larry. Um, to be honest, <clears throat> I don't know. I just can't sleep, so I'm just going to go for a little walk in the starlight to clear my mind. Okay, okay. Um, roll the deception check for me. Okay, the first roll. You have a pretty high deception. I do. <laughs> Uh, So 19 total. 19 total. Yeah, Larry doesn't even blink an eye at this. You are one of the ladies of this house. You can go where you please. He says, oh, okay, okay, Uh, Denisha, be careful. Um, We're here if you need us. Um, Don't be too long. Don't be too long. And you go down. You are heading towards a specific place. The barn. The barn is fun. 
The barn is childhood memories of this person. But you haven't been in this barn for a very long time. Mm. How does it feel walking up to this barn? You know what's inside, but it's it's odd, it's different. It's not it's not somewhere that you're normally allowed to go. Mm. How do you feel breaking this insignificant but present rule? It feels I feel oddly empty walking inside. I feel it feels like what once would have kind of filled me with, you know, a sense of like excitement and kind of fear and I don't know, I just feel I feel oddly empty. Mm-hmm. Um a bit numb. Yeah. You open the barn door with this numb feeling of emptiness and you look upon a completely rusted and abandoned cart. You stayed away from this cart. This cart was somewhere where you were told not to go to. But she didn't. She loved this cart. She played in this cart and she was never supposed to. And all you were given as information was head to the wagon. You see this wagon. It is old, it is rusted, it is falling apart. There are four great big wheels. All of them, the spokes are missing in different places. One of them, all of the spokes are missing. What do you want to do? Um, so I've been told to head to the wagon. Uh, I guess I'm going to investigate what's inside there. Roll an investigation check. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, you're going around the wagon, it's covered in dust. Uh, there are scuffs of dust that look old. More dust is laid upon the scuffs around this one wheel where all the spokes are missing. Just for fun, roll me another check, an arcana check. An arcana. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, ooh, uh, 15. Great. Yeah. There is something buzzing around this wheel. You can't tell what it is, but it's drawing you closer, but repulsing you at the same time. You, it's a feeling that you remember as a kid. You, you didn't understand this feeling. Your parents didn't want you to play on the cart, but she loved the cart. There was something that drew her to it, but your parents keep pulling you away from it. There's something in the air around this cart. You, the, the, the wheel, it's drawing you closer and closer and closer, and you touch the wheel and it begins to vibrate, it begins to hum. Is there anything you want to do? I mean, what is my sense of this wheel? Is it that it could be, it could be how she left? It could be, it could be. I need to, I need to, I really need to try and find her. You have? You, you have abilities. I'm wondering if I can um, test this out by doing um, a spell. That sounds like a good idea. I think I'm going to do um, my warp sense mm-hmm. to try and investigate this, basically to see if this is a portal. Let me look up exactly what warp sense says. Yeah. You sense the presence of portals, even inactive ones, within 30 feet of yourself. If you detect a portal in this way, you can use your action to study it. 
you immediately sense that this this wagon wheel is a portal. Mm, okay. um, not only do you sense that it's a portal, but you sense that it is an active portal. It is it is not only active; it is it is growing. Uh, do make a um, do make a spellcasting check. So this you add your. It would be the equivalent of an arcana check because it's okay. your proficiency plus your charisma bonus. Okay. Oh no, it'd be more than that because your charisma is higher than. Oh your yeah, my charisma. So make it kind of the equivalent of like a spell attack. Um, sorry. What what is that? It'll be a plus seven, I think. Total. Plus seven. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't roll very well. So. You can roll with advantage because oh, okay, because it's the start of the game and I want this to happen. <laughs> okay, come on, come on. Oh, I just rolled a four. I mean, ben. you know, um, okay, okay. That's Read the note one. again. What does the note say? The note says, head to the wagon. You'll know what to do. Maybe you don't need the spell. Maybe you don't need the thing. <clears throat> I, If I'm getting a sense, if I'm getting this energy sense from this and I'm thinking of her, I feel like she's already told me what to do. You had this psychic connection to her when you were younger, right? Yeah. You could never tell if it was magic or if it's just sisters, right? Yeah. You can hear her voice. She always used to say to you, Denisha, just let go. That's very hard for me. I know. <sighs> I've got to, I've just got to go forward with this, haven't I? I've got to go, I've got to go for it. Yeah. I don't have a choice. You don't have a choice? No. And take a breath. What does letting go feel like or look like to Denisha? What, how, we can all say let go. What does that mean? Mm. Oh, um, I think, uh, for her, I think it's like a, a physical, like, um, like a drop, basically, just like a complete. Like I take a massive breath in and I like hold all of my stuff that I have with me that I packed as tightly as possible. And I kind of make myself as small as possible. And then I just kind of drop. You drop. You physically drop. Yeah. You've got all this stuff in your hand. It's not, you're prepared for anything. You've got implements of travel, implements of danger, tools to survive the planes. It's not a light package. <laughs> you drop and you slump into the ground with such force that your foot kicks up and it kicks this wagon wheel. And it's a little bit scary. You stub your toe, the wagon wheel starts to wobble and it kind of teeters and then falls on its side over you. And you're in the middle of this sideways wagon wheel, the spokes all broken around you. And this feeling of, uh, the portal begins to open. A sucking sound rushes through the air, light kind of pings off each one of the broken spokes. And you can feel the world around you fading. You can feel the, the barn that was there becoming, it was dark, but now it is gray dark rather than the warm blue, the cold blue light of the kind of the night. It is now just grayscale. And it reappears and you are in a street. You are in the middle of a completely different place. It is light. It is actually quite bright. It is still gray. Your eyes are getting used to the, the senses. It smells 
bad. It smells of burning rubber. It smells of tires and 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 smoke. It smells painful. And the colour comes back and it everything is a little bit yellow and a little bit gross. And you look to the floor and the floor it's weird. It kind of the floor is to your right a little bit, your floor is to your left a little bit. It, 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 it's difficult to kind of orientate yourself and then you look up and the street just keeps curving up and around and over your head and teeters into this distant ring of city. It, it, it is nauseating. Roll the constitution saving throw. Oh, no. <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. You you feel just just enough that you are not going to vomit oh. from kind of I don't know what the opposite of vertigo is, but you're on the ground, yet the ground is above you and it is awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh we're gonna leave you there. Okay. <laughs> Lindsay. Hey. You are Yarrow. I am indeed. You have felt a change in things. Mm -hmm. You've been in your forest, outside of Sylvania. You mm -hmm. can hear the distant partying of the Bacchanalia. Friends, genuinely lovely, wonderful people. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot right now. Mm -hmm. The forest is peaceful. Yeah. Tell me a bit about how you make the forest yours around you. What what do you like to surround yourself with? There's a particular grove that has these ancient trees in them and they're all kind of arranged in a sort of semicircle and I like to sit in the center of that there and just breathe and listen. It's it's not that I don't like the kind of the parties and the carrying on, like I've I've joined in, I've enjoyed it in the past, but this is where I feel really myself, really at home. Yeah, and this is your home. And the thing is, though, is that lately your home has felt different, mm -hmm. and it's 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 not sad. Mm -hmm. It's new. It's definitely new. It's definitely different, mm -hmm. and that's weird i suppose but that's not new that's the thing it's it's simultaneously weird but then it's like annoyingly not as weird as it should be arborea and sylvania are places of freedom and new stuff you're used to being surprised yeah but this is surprising how surprising it is yeah or not surprising who knows it changes <laughs> <laughs> recently there was this thing that happened mm -hmm. near the grove where you keep um, the widow's henge. One of the stones fell over and and that's not normal. Mm -hmm. That is a surprise that you're not used to feeling. And many people were scared by it, but you, this is your forest, you're mm -hmm. not scared of that. You are intrigued by it. Mm -hmm. You know, curiosity is something that you are, are used to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The trees have been different. The plants have been different. Some of them more vibrant, some of them dying. And that's okay, things die, but they're dying at the wrong time of the year. Mm -hmm. So you go and you know that one of the things that's special about this grove is that it has a root 
of the world tree mm -hmm. running through it. And you regularly go up and touch the world tree. Mm -hmm. You go up to the touch the world tree this time. And you can feel it pulsing. It's pulsing with something... Again, you can't describe it. It's different. Mm -hmm. The world tree always takes on the feelings of the planes that it touches. But this is new. This isn't freedom. It's like freedom. And you have this feeling as you're touching the world trees that, deep, that goes through your arm into your chest. And it's like... It's kind of like vertigo, like with Going City, you're kind of looking down upon something and you, you could jump, but that's not scary. Mm. But you could also, it's maybe it's scary that you haven't jumped or, or maybe you are jumping and you're not quite sure when you're going to land mm -hmm. and you don't know how to describe this feeling beyond just, ah! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's strange because usually it's so clear to me, like usually I'm really able to get the messages loud and clear I can I can discern and even though it is changeable and you know like you say this it's the land of, of of change and of difference and usually I'm able to, to divine what's going on from a single touch and now it's just overwhelming it's like there's layers on layers of different things yeah. kind of swelling swelling I think swelling is a, a great way to describe it yeah. um, you know swelling of the oceans you know the swelling of the waves that kind of change that mm -hmm. keeps coming and going this one though this is a swell that feels like it's just keeping Still on building. rising yeah more like a tidal wave than the tides itself yeah and it is alarming is there anything you want to do well i want to get to the bottom of it yeah you have this stone you have this stone you've yeah. always you've always kept that you have many um sensates come through and you were gifted once a sensory stone you can capture this feeling. Mm -hmm. You can you can crystallize it literally into an experience. Mm. Would you like to do so? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now, you've been around the plains. You're from Sylvania, but you've been to Sigil. Mm -hmm. You've been to other places. Um, you know that the world tree Yggdrasil touches everywhere, and you know that without having to without having to think too much, the, one of the best places to start if you have a question to these things is Sigil. And so you head to Sigil with your stuff, with a question in your heart, what's going on? What's changing? What's affecting the world tree? Mm. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've been given instructions to find someone there. Mm -hmm. We're gonna move on. Let's find this guy. Who next? We should probably go Joan next, I think. Joan, tell us about yourself. What do you look like? What do you feel like as you were sat in Fell's tattoo parlor mm -hmm. underneath his magical needle? What is being inscribed onto your arm? Yes, so um, I am being given a tattoo. Uh, it's the Eldritch Claw tattoo. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's magical, so it's going to give me extra power. Yeah. What does that feel like? Fel's there. Fel, by the way, you've seen him before, you've heard about him. He is a tall, kind of light green skinned humanoid. Mm -hmm. 
with little tiny horns poking out the front of his head and a white shock of hair that goes down his back like a mane. And he's got these calming eyes. Mm -hmm. He is known as a Dabus, but he's very different to the Dabus that you've seen around the city because he is a Dabus mm -hmm. that is pushed away from the world of the Lady of Pain. Mm -hmm. He's odd. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're used to odd, mm -hmm. but you're used to it in a very different way. Yeah. What does it feel like having this Dabus inscribe this magical tattoo onto your arm? Um, it feels like I'm getting this huge surge of uh, mystical energy, um, which I need. I'm not from Sigil. Um, and uh, in the realm that I, work, uh, that I live in, um, supernatural creatures, mythical creatures uh, are normally evil. And it is a my threat. job, a threat, a threat, exactly. So it's my job to rid uh, my plane of them. So it's very strange having this alliance and understanding that um, creatures and beasts um, can be allies. Yeah. And it also feels very strange harnessing en uh, magical energy, but I need it where I am. It doesn't take long for Fel to do his tattoos. Mm. He's a magic tattoo artist. Um, <laughs> uh, it can take, you know, as long as you want, but no, it's not a quick, it's not a slow process. Mm -hmm. um, are you someone who would keep yourself focused and kind of not want to express stuff to this strange man? Or are you, are you, or are you, are you, are you in conversation with, with him? Uh, I think I'm pretty stoic in this situation. I think I really, uh, struggle um, in in Sigil, so I keep myself to myself as much as I can. Great. Fell finishes up his his inscription, and there's an interesting kind of like empathy behind the, uh, these eyes. Mm -hmm. For such an odd creature, he seems to understand. He seems to understand people more than most. Mm -hmm. Now, Dabus, they speak in a strange way. They don't use words. They, 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 they magically float symbols above their head. Mm. And for you, there's just a symbol of two hands clasping together. Mm. And, it, and it feels... It feels warm. Mm -hmm. It feels... It feels like a hand reaching out for yours. Mm -hmm. You, you interpret it because he intends it to be interpreted this way as a feeling of comfort, mm -hmm. of calmness. Mm -hmm. It's okay. And while you can't hear his words, his voice comes to your head saying, it's okay. You are here. You are here for purpose. I do not know what that purpose may be, but you have purpose within you. Thank you, and good luck. You don't have to say anything back, but he respectfully bows and kind of closes his curtain. His shop is wild, by the way. There's like skin stretched on the walls. <laughs> but it's kind of beautiful, you know? It's not, doesn't smell bad. It's, 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 um, perfectly tanned skin. <laughs> You've no idea of what origins they are, sure. but there's tattoos everywhere. 
and he leaves you mm. and you've paid whatever and you leave the door and you're back out into the hive mm -hmm. the hive the hive is hard man <laughs> uh, you're surrounded by people that need your help but simultaneously are so often the things that you help other people from you're surrounded by tieflings these creatures these human-like creatures who who have been meeting you they've got horns out of their head they've got a tail around them they've got sharp pointed teeth and they are crying they are crying for help yet on your home planet they would have been the enemy they would have been they would have been the thing that you were protecting of like your hometown from and uh, you're walking along and 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 you feel a, a little tug on your on your on your on your shirt and and this little girl uh, says, oh, oh, miss, oh, miss, please, uh, you spare a bit of change, spare a bit of change, spare a bit of change, please, 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 miss, I just need a bit of change. Um, I, okay, I don't really have much, but I can, I can help you. Yeah, you, you're looking at this, roll a, roll, roll a wisdom saving throw for me. 19 plus 1? 19. 20. Awesome. You've had this feeling in you for so long. You've had this kind of, it like almost like a fever, and everything's been a bit blurry since the other night. And you feel your kind of senses blur for a second. You kind of see her teeth go jagged and, mm. and yellow. But no, you keep a control. She is just a little girl, mm -hmm. and she just needs some change. Not much. A couple of coppers, please. Just a couple of coppers, please. Mm -hmm. You give her. Do you give her? I give her. I give her. Thank a you. Of Thank you. May the lady's shadow pass you by, and you walk along. And and yeah, that feeling was scary. For a moment, you didn't you didn't know who she was. You didn't. You 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 can't tell the difference between a little girl and a demon right now. Mm -hmm. The other night was the closest it's been. You you were attacked. You. You had this monster. It felt like a monster. You're pretty sure this one was a monster, but it's so hard to kind of tell the difference these days. You don't know, but it, it got you. It scratched you and it hurt. And since then, you haven't felt right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Something's wrong. Um, do you know what's wrong? Um, I, I think I do. I've heard, I've heard tell of this particular um, monster that scratched me. Yeah. Um, but not being in my realm, I don't have access to um, actual verified things. So a lot of stuff that I'm going on is hearsay. Yeah. And I've heard tell that this demon, um, if it uh, scratches you, uh, it can cause erotic disease. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and and there are other rumors. There are twelve other rumors to kind of confuse mm. that as well. And this is the one. This is one of the ones that seems to come up um, greatly. But it, it's it's difficult. It's difficult to know what to do. You ha you don't know who to go to. Mm -hmm. uh, but you've armed yourself. You've given yourself as much power as you can. You've tried to. You have that control. You have control over your physical self. That is something that you are good at. Mm -hmm. You're walking along, and. You're feeling tense. You're feeling this kind of pressure building up. And then roll a perception check for me. 
Uh, so that is 19. 19. Amazing. You hear down the street, uh, you know roughly where it is. There's like a lot of food, food stalls down there. It's called the Grease Pit. You hear a commotion. That's it. You kick in. You're, do you want, like, it, there, there is danger. There is real danger. You can do something about that. What do you want to do? Um, I want to investigate. Yeah, you run to it. You sprint to it. You don't, you don't have to roll for that. Roll. You are fast. Mm-hmm. You get there. And there is commotion everywhere. It is, uh, there are stalls, food stalls that you're used to seeing. There's, <laughs> there's ones run by ogres. There's ones run by imps. You don't like this place, but someone's in trouble. Mm-hmm. We're going to move on. Okay. Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, you are... Mourns for Trees. Mourns for Trees. Yeah. Mourns for Trees. Things are going pretty well, you know? There has been, in the last week, a change in the Hive. A change in Sigil. You've been working so hard in the Hive to try and make things feel better, feel nicer, and more, more like what you grew up with. And things are changing. The, I mean, it's razor vine, but the razor vine looks a little bit more glinty. That could be scary because it's sharp. Um, the trees that you've been tending to have shown some some growth. They've shown new, fresh sprouts on the little buds and or whatever trees do. Uh, <laughs> what do trees do? Do they bud? They do. They do. Oh, okay. <laughs> do the buds sprout? They do, don't they? I, th- I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, these trees that you tend to in the hive, they um, new, new leaf, new leaf, new leaf, yeah. a new a new leaf. Yeah. Um, the trees that they tend to in the hive, you're so used to them being this ashen grey, kind of, you know, sad colour with like a papery film around them. But now, okay, they're still a bit grey, because they're grey trees, that's okay. But like the edges are just a bit more silver and mm. a bit more gleaming. And it's good news. You're feeling amazing. You're feeling so good that you've actually decided to you decided to put into practice some of the stuff that you can that you've that you've been talking about for so long and it's having success you tell me what you believe you you believe in i believe in in the power of belief yes itself, yeah. yeah and and what are things that you believe with that belief i i i believe that ev- everybody within them has has the power if they if they so choose to to believe in um in and in in making things in making things better or more beautiful or um and if you really really strongly believe that that it is possible for things to change around you then change can start to happen yeah and you're seeing that change you're seeing that change in yourself in fact um you don't even need to roll for this. You go this day to, I guess for one of a word, practice your belief. And you're focusing on this one dried up little bud. And your hands, your, the warmth of, you, of your own hands spreads into this grey tree and a new leaf sprouts. And that's the first time it's happened so quickly. That feels good. That feels great. But things that other things have been changing too. You have been working with someone over the last couple of days on a project. Yarrow. Mm. 
Yarrow from Sylvania and Ab Arborea has been investigating a problem. A problem a problem with plants. <laughs> one of your one of your many many worlds of expertise. And Yarrow, you are with Monster Trees. Monster mm -hmm. Trees, describe yourself. What do you look like? Um, I'm a, a very a, a very simple, simply dressed, almost kind of hermit-like, slightly older gentleman, um, in very very rustic but comfortable and practical attire. Slightly overgrown around the around the hair and beard, <laughs> um, but with a with a kind of um, a sense of grounding. Mm -hmm. I think that's yeah. I think that's that's what I feel like I give off. Yeah. And Yarrow, what does Mourns for Trees see when he looks at you today? Um, he he sees someone who looks like they come from the forest. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are flowers and herbs woven into my long hair. I've got a shirt of <laughs> leaves and bark. <laughs> but it is fashionable where I come from. So <laughs> want to assure you of that. Um, Lots of like natural fibers that like we've we've made our own clothes. Um, even for where I come from, I probably do look a little bit woodsier than most. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, and you've got you're, you're here working with Mons. Mm -hmm. um, you've been discussing the nature of the world tree and mm -hmm. how it has been different. Mm -hmm. And you've got these plants in front of you, Mons. Um, you have these trees that you're working on. Maybe the two of you are kind of trying to see more broadly what the plants in Sigil are doing. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, like you're, you're at these trees and they are more bright, they are more silver. Um, anything you want to kind of investigate with the trees or anything? Mm, I want to see how these trees are reflective of the world tree. And if there's a clue that we can get from these ones um, as to what's going on in the deeper layers, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, great. Roll. Both of you can roll nature checks. That was not great. Um, Twenty. Twenty. Mm. Lovely. Nine. Nine. Yeah. I mean, Yarrow, you, you're. Sigil's weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> like you've been here before, but it's it's so cut off from the rest of the plains that. That it's difficult to know how to predict what the plant life here is going to do at the best of times, mm -hmm. and now it is being even more chaotic. Mons, with a, with a twenty, you're fully aware of the world tree, Yggdrasil or Yggdrasil. I don't know. Yggdrasil. Yeah. Yggdrasil. Yeah. Yggdrasil, the world tree, the great roots of the world tree. All these things they they pass through mythology and time and stories across all cultures. But in in our world, in our multiverse. It is an actual thing. It is a big old mm. tree that literally grows throughout all the plains. And a little bit of it does peek into Sigil. And, or you suspect that it does. And you suspect that there is a root from the world tree or a branch that does just peek into the hive slightly. But you don't quite know where. And is it possible that that's what I've been even on a sort of a slightly subconscious level, been sort of trying to cultivate and harness 
Yeah, I think so. I think, um, yeah, I think it's really possible that like Mourns for Trees would be gravitating to this part of Sigil because it's kind of in it's kind of in discordance that one of the most beautiful miracles of the multiverse is surrounded by one of the harshest places mm. to be. Mm. Um, yeah, is there anything you'd like to do with the trees to try and like get more information? I feel like I'd like to collect some kind of sample, mm-hmm. um, whether that's some soil around it or, um, yeah, I think I think that some of the, some of the surrounding soil to see if there is anything in the earth, yeah, in that particular area that that's, yeah, that, that yeah, that, that's kind of sparking this. You're a pro sorry. gardener. <laughs> you get your little trowel and your gardening shears, and uh, you can do that without having to like damage a, a. You know, you're not going to damage any roots of a tree or anything. Mm-hmm. You pick up a little bit of the the soil and you rub it between your fingers and uh, roll a wisdom check for me. Wisdom check. So wisdom just your check. wisdom modifier. Um, uh. Um, so that is 11. 11. It, uh, for a second you think that you have an understanding of what this is in front of you. It's soil, right? But no, it's suddenly not soil. It is powder. Black powder. It combusts and it burns your fingers and you take... Not that much damage. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you take, uh, you take one point of fire damage. Uh, <laughs> That's new. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. No. Not good at all. <laughs> okay. And it makes a sound too. It, it sounds like someone just let, lit a firecracker. It's like a... <laughs> yeah. And the, the, probably the feeling that I want to kind of get away from it, but it's also... It's in my hand. Yeah, so, it hurt. so there is no... <laughs> it didn't take yeah. a finger off, but it, yeah. it hurt your hand. Yeah. It burnt your hand. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I feel like we need to... We need to get to the bottom of this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it hasn't hurt anybody before. Like, it's it's been these feelings and yes, these sensations yeah. and, like, a kind of, like, a felt thing, but there's, yeah, I feel like this is, this is crossed yeah. the line now. From from something that initially seemed so positive of this, this new growth, Yeah. now it's suddenly, it's kind of, it's, it's fought back a little bit, and that's very disconcerting. Well, it wasn't. Roll a, um, again, roll a, roll either an arcana or nature check. So I've got eight Either on the dot. Sorry, Yarrow, mm-hmm. you two. If you'd like to roll Arcana or Nature. Go for Nature over Arcana. 18 plus 4, 22. 22. So shall I go for Arcana? So um, 22 for you. For Nature, yeah. Um, 10 for me. 10 for you. Um, with the 10, uh, Mons, you know that, um, uh, that that wasn't normal. That wasn't what plants do. Yeah. I mean, plants can cause fire damage. Mm. You, you're, you have broad awareness that plants it's the plains anything can happen Mm. you've been at this soil for for ages now for years probably and it's never turned into gunpowder (laughs) um uh yarrow with a 22 nature check that wasn't the plant that did that that was the soil that Mm. had nothing to do with the plant Mm. okay interesting interesting nothing to do with the plant okay have i have i yet shown Morns the the sensory stone and captured the feeling. N- no, oh, you, you 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 may have discussed it, but that's up to you. I don't think you've shown it yet. Let's say for storytelling's sake. Yeah, you haven't shown him or shared the sense yet. Mm. So I'm I'm 
but but I'm aware that you have. We've talked about it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe now would be. The <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to. I was trying to quietly eat a bit of pastry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I feel like for maybe maybe if I were to show him the stone and if he could really truly sense what I've been sensing, that maybe he could see something that I'm not in it. Yeah. Is that jumping the gun? No, not at all. So you've got this sensory stone. Um, um, do you have the description of the sensory stone yeah, in front of you? Yeah, I do. Could you just because I mean, hey, we're all new to D and D. This is a new magic item from the um, <laughs> plug in a product, which I get no kickback from. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> so this small, smooth stone contains the essence of a single experience. In this case, I've captured it from the world tree. And as an action, you or a willing creature you designate can touch the stone and experience the sensation as if it happened to the designated creature. The illusory experience is fleeting and harmless, however however real it might feel in the moment. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, you can... This this is it's not like a limited usage. You can change the experience yes. until you change that experience. It's just there. That's what you, it has. You can share it. Yeah. So you share it with Morns, and Morns, yeah, you feel this strange, indescribable feeling. This thing of of um, excitement, exhilaration, fear, uh, longing, um, the need to explore, but the kind of the kind of desire to turn into a small atom at the same time. Everything is just not knowable. Um, it's kind of tinted with exploration and wonder, but it then keeps retreating back to something else and changing very quickly. Um, I guess what would be an interesting check for you to kind of understand that? Um, are you maybe religion? It's not a religion either. I mean, either of you can make a religion check. But it's not really religion, but we're talking about plainer stuff. This is kind of plainer religion. One roll of religion. Yeah. Okay, uh, 24. 24. Yeah, I think you've pinned down this feeling. This feeling is... It's change. It's nothing weirder than that. It's... It was taken from the world roots that went through the gate to Arborea. Arborea is a place of wonder and freedom. But how does wonder and freedom look when it's constantly being subjected to violent change? Mm. And there is only one place that you know of that embodies violent, or not even violent, but just erratic change more than anywhere else. And it's the plane of limbo. You've never been. Limbo is chaos. Limbo is... Disorder in its most pure form. It is raw, roiling energy. It is mighty and immediately nothing at the same time. Yarrow, how does that feel? Um, it, 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 it feels a relief to have some clarity and that I've been able to find someone who actually can give us that, that bit of direction to it. But I'm also a bit intimidated about going elsewhere and and uncovering what that change might actually be mm -hmm. because I've, I've felt change before and it's never felt like this mm -hmm. yeah this is unbridled change. yeah like everything that we know is pro is is being pulled from beneath our feet it mm -hmm. feels like um so you have this stone you have these 
plants in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the, the you can speak to plants. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> hey, audience. Yarrow has a has a, has a makeup uh, has, a, has a made of ability. Rather than having a spell, speak for plants. You can just speak to plants. Um, <laughs> How's it going, guys? <laughs> um, they are screaming. They're screaming in a weird way, and um, it's not like they're screaming in terror. But you um, you have this stone, and as you approach, as you approach, as you approach the trees with this stone, mm. it kind of feels heavy in your hand. Mm. Do yeah. I do anything with it? Can I can I inlay multiple experiences with the stone? No, one no, experience. One experience. Hmm. I I want to ask them why are they screaming? What is because it's not clear to me if it's like if it's in terror, if it's in pain, or if it's just like we're having a great time. <laughs> like it's it. So, so yeah, you it can, feels vague. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it feels very vague. The so the plants here are different to the ones in Sylvania. Yeah, it's almost like speaking with a different dialect. It's, yeah, it's not always as clear. No, but you've spoken to the plants of Sigil before. Yeah, and they every every imaginable dialect under the sun in Sigil, even from plants. Yeah, um, and there's no sun in Sigil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> every dialect under the lady sky in Sigil. Mm-hmm. But um, these ones, they have a similar ring to the thing that's changing the ones that you feel in Sylvania and uh, they're calling you. They're calling you towards an alleyway. Mm. They're calling you towards a place, a patch of razor vine is growing extra thick. Mm -hmm. We're going to leave you guys there. Cool.